Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Amber Lee Lyons. She's the founder and CEO of the Chakra Girl Company and the host of the Chakra Girl Radio Podcast, which are platforms for the modern spiritual women who love the finer things in life, but are also learning how to master a perfect balance between glamour and groundedness. She is your go-to chakra expert and also happens to love Bravo TV. So she's coming on the show today to break down some pivotal moments from Vanderpump Rules, Beverly Hills, and Roni to see how some of the characters can realign their chakras to have better lives. And TBH, I'm hoping to learn a thing or two to bring into my own life. Welcome to the show, Amberly. Thank you for having me. This is like the news that matters, guys. I mean, I try to explain that to people where the last few months, there's been so much going on in the world. So when I tell people I have a Bravo TV news podcast, they're like mortified. They're like, there's so much going on and this is what you choose to do your- I don't know. I feel like, like, I'm just like, I feel like there's better people to talk about things that are important. I don't, I'm not necessarily talking. I talk about them sometimes, but I'm just like, I think some people are born with the purpose to talk about those things. And then there's people like us who are meant to just, make people be happy and laugh. That's kind of how I felt, like, especially in the beginning of everything that's going on, especially with COVID and then throughout the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Like, of course, I'm talking about it and touching on these things, but like, I am not CNN and I can't be the authority. I'm like, if you guys want to know about like Kim Richards' second husband's (laughs) insane life, yeah, you come to me, but you're not coming to me for your hard hitting news. Exactly. So before we jump into it, I think I would love, and I'm guessing some of the listeners would also love for you to kind of explain just like the basic premise of what chakras are. Like I have done meditation, I've done yoga retreat weekends, but I've like never been able to comprehend what chakras are and would love a dumbed down version. (laughs) Okay. So we all know that like everything is energy, right? Like you know, when you walk into a room, you can feel the energy of the room. If people are like, if you're walking to a funeral versus you're walking into a party, <laughs> like you can tell the difference in Not the energy. Really. So, exactly. And we also know that our energy is what helps us manifest things. Like if you're like having a shitty day and this is me this morning, you like, I was like golfing and I would like take a shitty golf shot and then I like bumped my head on the golf cart and then it's like one thing after another and then my husband made fun of my visor and I started crying. Like it was a whole, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So it's like you have those days where it's like one thing after another and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? But like, that's because your energy is low vibe. When your energy is high vibe, it's like you keep hitting all the green lights and all the good things are happening and like everything is just aligned. So we are energetic beings. Everything that we do, everything we attract is via energy. So our chakras are the transmitters and the receptors of the energy. So they are what are putting out the energy and then receiving the energy back. So there are seven key centers, which are the seven main chakras that where this energy is transmitting 
and receiving from. And each of the seven ones, uh, they have different different purposes, essentially. So there's different emotions, different um, feelings, different vibrations attached to each of them. And so that, that way it's like really good to identify like where you're off, like what chakra is off kilter. If I know that I keep manifesting the same shitty boyfriend over and over again, if I know that I keep having money issues over and over again, I know that it, there's this specific chakra that I need to work on. So it's a good way of like being able to, we all know that there's like self-development work, energy work, you know, everyone's doing yoga these days and starting to meditate more, but this is like a really good way. Like once you understand the seven chakras to like pinpoint, okay, I can get more specific and work on this specific chakra and I'll see the change more quickly than kind of just like, just like, okay, I guess I'll like do this meditation app and hope it works out. Yeah. I find a lot of wellness nowadays to be very general where you'll follow someone and they'll say, I did this 21 day yoga challenge and it changed my life. That's amazing. But I feel like sometimes people need a little bit more guidance yeah, it can and a little like bit more intention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause everyone's got their own different shit that they're working through. And can you ever at one point have all seven chakras be aligned or is that a yeah. dream? <laughs> no, you totally can. And it's like, and yeah. And everyone, everyone kind of like assumes that mine would always be, but no, that's why I do this work is because I need this work. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely. And like, there's times where you can kind of like, you feel that like when everything's going right, then that is, that probably means that the chakras are all working really well that day. So it's like when we can like really strengthen them, cause there's like, there's, this kind of works twofold. It's like, you need to block, you need to unblock them because the chakras already naturally know how to like manifest the good life, (laughs) the life Mm -hmm. that you want. But when they get blocked, um, you need to clear it. But then once it's unblocked, you can also like make the energy stronger. So even though they're all unblocked, like there's always still work that you can do to make it stronger and to make sure that it doesn't continuously keep getting reblocked. And I feel like if anything, so many people, if you're like at the beginning of like your kind of like healing journey from like childhood trauma or whatever happened to you in your life that have brought you to a place where you're like, seeking change. I feel like you're kind of blocked in so many ways and Mm -hmm. you don't know until like you read that book or listen to that podcast and you're like, wait, yeah, like I've been so guarded. I've been so close. I've been so just blocked. I think that's the perfect way of putting it. Yes, exactly. And like people who've never done this work, it's like very common for them to all be blocked. I actually have a little quiz that I can share you. Share yes, you. please send that quiz. Yeah. Put it in yeah, yeah. The, um, the show notes so everyone can take it. There's actually a lot of like reality show gifts and graphics included <laughs> within the quiz. Good, because you know my audience doesn't want that woo-woo shit. They're like, no. we want some exactly. casual shade thrown in. Exactly. <laughs> There's lots of swearing, lots of like alcohol references, good. lots good, good, of good. Real Housewives in <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've got to like, you got to meet people halfway. So many people are so unwilling to kind of go there. And I have a mom who's, was always into yoga growing up and into meditation. And like, we had like a bowl on our table in the living room that just was like sticks and rocks and crystals. And that was like her shrine. And like growing up, I was like, you're a freak. And my friends think (laughs) we're weird. Like, what are these things? But now as I've gotten older and started kind of embracing it and not being judgmental of it, I actually ended up really enjoying some of like the kind of more spiritual and yeah things that she's kind of brought into my life. And have you ever been to Kripalu? It's, um, it's in upstate New York, I believe. And I've been like two or three times with my mom, but it's like a yoga meditation center, but they do like millions of different types of classes and they have a lot of things on chakras. And I remember one time there was like three classes going on in one day and I didn't choose the chakra one. And then all the ladies who, and men who came out of the chakra class were like, in full bliss like at lunch they just wouldn't stop talking about it and I'm like I don't even know what that is like I don't know how I chose the wrong class <laughs> um is this where Luann goes it literally was where Luann went and it was so really? embar- 
It was so embarrassing because, so that place has like a very strict no phone policy. Mm. And so when I saw that she was at Kripalu and taking all these photos, like on a kayak, like hanging out, doing yoga, in my head, I was thinking, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, hello, this is like the number one rule. Like put your phone away, like be present. (laughs) Maybe they paid her. Well, I actually ended up meeting a girl who did PR for Kripalu Mm -hmm. and they said they like set the whole thing up. Like after she got out of rehab, they were like, you know what would be good? The girl at the PR is like a big housewife fan. She was like, this actually could be kind of a great crossover. So brilliant. (laughs) Let's invite her over. Sonia can come too. They can pretend like they're going to get healed. Oh my God, Sonia better fucking go there right now. Like, well, this is actually okay. So, we were gonna start with Vanderpump Rules, but this is a perfect segue into okay. the Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> See, this is a natural progression. I natural love it. Progression. <laughs> yeah, Sonia at that party, the Halloween party at that dinner, which kind of was one of the saddest episodes of Real Housewives of New York I've seen in a very long time. And like, people have like died and gotten arrested and gone to rehab on this show. But I still think that dinner was one of the sadder moments. Uh, Are you talking about the Halloween dinner? Yeah. She was hard to look at. She was hard to look at. And you know, we've all had a bad makeup day. I once went to a Lady Gaga party and my friend put this like, one, what was I doing in high school going to a Lady Gaga themed party? One, only hanging out with gay guys. But this girlfriend put like all of this white powder on my face for some reason. And I thought I looked so hot. And in every photo, like I looked psychotic. Like I looked like a corpse. And so I feel like Sonia was kind of in that photo. I I empathized. Empathizing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But like what a sad soul to just be like, all right, I'm going to get blackout with my makeup. You know what? Guess what? Guaranteed her glam squad was not drinking with her. They were literally working. <laughs> that was a solo. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. After looking at her face, guaranteed <laughs> yeah. her makeup artist was also blackout. I, I revoke oh, yeah. that. But I feel like, like the party starts at eight. She's like, you guys yeah. come over at three. They start drinking yeah. bubbly. And like, I feel like at this point, Sonia hasn't realized like, the long game like you can't start with champagne you can't start with prosecco and i feel like she's like let's just do three hours of mimosas and then jump jump into the hair and makeup chair (laughs) no 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 you can't yeah well and sonia has in past seasons gone through like her yoga phase and her juicing health phase and when i think she like went to mexico like a couple years ago and yeah like a restorative weekend that changed her life it's like yeah so she like so basically season one she was like little miss prissy season two she was like out of control season three she's like damn i gotta reel it in and she wasn't (laughs) drinking well no not season one two three but i mean her first second and third season and then her uh, and then since then she's been pretty wild except for was it last season that because people were accusing her of being on pills and then after (laughs) that she did the yoga thing and then she was crazy again shortly after. I feel she like fell she fell off the chair at when she was screaming at Bethany in Miami. <laughs> that was hard to watch. But I feel like she tapered off some of the drinking when her daughter was like applying for colleges. Like I feel like there was like a time frame where she was like, maybe I should reel it in. This season is like during the time when my kid is gonna try to get to UPenn. So maybe I should clean up my act a teensy bit. I wonder what her daughter thinks because she, like she's not on the show. Like we don't really know her. I don't really know. And we and it's interesting because so many other housewives shows really press the woman, the women for coming on and not showing their life and not showing their boyfriends yeah. and not showing their kids. But with Sonia, it was never even a conversation. And I think all the women probably understood, like, no, they're like um, the Morgans. Like, yeah, that's what I think it is. It's like pulling the elite card. Damn, I want to be able to pull that card one day. (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I wasn't born into that. No, no, me neither. But I just, they, it all scares me. (laughs) Yeah, no, Sonia definitely like, needs some sort of like healing crystal that will kind of like let her yeah move on from the past and start well, a beautiful yeah. new life. Well so that's the thing is like so she is 
definitely sacral chakra blocked to the max because I mean, they've had, they haven't come out and said it, but it's pretty clear that she cheated on her husband and like blew up her fucking life. Right? So wait, what's a sacral chakra? So your sacral chakra is your second chakra. It's right below your belly button and that controls mm. your, um, so when it's working well, you have healthy sex drive, you're tapped into your creativity and you have healthy boundaries and a sense of worthiness. So you can see. <laughs> um, so when it's imbalanced, when it's blocked, you have addiction problems. You have um, either an underactive or overactive sex drive. I think we know which category yeah. she falls in. And you are, yeah, you just don't feel worthy. And I feel like that's why she's drinking is because she's like, she ties her worthiness to her past life of being elite. And she doesn't like see her actual worthiness and she doesn't feel like she's worthy of happiness or love. So she just kind of continuously blows up her life. I think that's completely spot on and could also kind of be said for Dorinda a little bit, who I also feel like is on a similar situation a little bit differently with like the sex drive isn't really like a conversation that she's constantly needing to bring up to us. But I feel like she might have that same feeling of like, why do I not have the same life I had 15 years ago? Yeah. And I think, um, so what I see with Dorinda is throat chakra because she, so, okay. So with, when your throat, your throat chakra is about communication. It's about living your truth and your authenticity. And it's about, you're literally like, if you think about it, your throat is literally the bridge between your head and your body. So when you feel an emotion in your body, being able to effectively communicate that. So if someone is either, too timid or super aggressive, then it's their throat chakra. And she is so aggressive and such a rager. And yeah, she just doesn't know how to express her emotions in a happy way. And another thing that I thought was really interesting was because her and John were into the cocaine. And (laughs) if you are snorting coke, so your, your nose and your it's like ear, nose, and throat, basically. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, shit. so exactly. So um, all of those are connected to your throat chakra, your jaw, your mouth, and everything. So it's like literally she was blocking her throat chakra even more by like putting poison in her nose and her throat. So that probably made it worse. Yeah, and if anything, like, like the Coke made her have Coke rage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it would actually exactly. make her speak up more. This is fascinating. I love... Yeah. I love hearing this. It's such an interesting yeah. lens of looking yes. at these fools. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, now that we're just on the drinking uh, aggressive train, how do you mm. feel about our newbie, Leah? I love Leah. I am such a fan. I think she's hilarious. Like if I were, because you know what's funny is I actually had a friend like her who would just go wild when when she was drinking. Um, And I thought it was hilarious. Like all my other friends were like, you're embarrassing. This needs to stop. And I was like, go do that. Go do the splits. Go take your shirt off. Like I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just like egg her on and just like thought it was so funny. But yeah, no, I really like Leah. I think she like brings some spice and I think, yeah, I mean, I like that they're kind of starting to bring in some fresh aged meat. <laughs> some not 50 year aged meat. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, cause that's the thing. It's like, I watch TV shows to be inspired. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I really can't say that uh, other than Bethany, like no one from New York it inspires me. You don't want to be a cabaret star? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think my voice could go that low. Um, oh yeah, no. Yeah, no, she goes loud. <laughs> um, but they're so mean how they like call her like a man, Lou Man. I know. And also Lou Ann so is like the most beautiful, tall stunning woman she looks so good this season like on episode one I like could not take my eyes off of her I was like she looks 
stunning. So, I mean, I guess that's what three years of no alcohol could do. Like, God, I don't, I'm like, give me one of those breathalyzer things. Maybe I need to get like arrested and like lose like her arms. I, I literally, I messaged her. She didn't reply, obviously. Oh. I thought it was worth a shot. I was like, what arm exercises are I you thought doing? it was worth a shot. <laughs> Her arms look so good. She's got the Michelle Obama arms, but she's been doing yoga and not drinking. And yeah, that'll definitely do wonders. But you saw in the Berkshires this past episode, she's drinking. She's starting. She's getting it started. Um, Yeah, she is. I mean, and (laughs) it wasn't like... It's horrible that like I always like Luann is probably my favorite housewife. It's horrible because she's problematic in pretty much every way, but I I find her like glamorous and like I know. so outrageous I, I that I can't I get over it. Spot. I have a soft spot for her. I think she's probably my favorite of New York. I loved Tinsley just because oh, she yeah. was like a true socialite, but I mean for entertainment value, Luann for sure. Yeah, it's kind of sad without Tinsley. Now that she's not on the show, I kind of miss that softness that we would get from her, where a lot of the other women are very, very, very alpha. Yeah. I liked that she was kind of beta and willing to kind of, like, do whatever they wanted. And, and, and like, they all treated her like shit, but it's a different mistreatment than we see with Elise, who no one wants her there, and oh, no, no one cares if she's there or gone or if anybody's mad at her. Like, no one could care less. She is forever friend of. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think it actually might be just a, a season long friend of. And you yeah. see with, with Ramona, who I mean, I mean, I don't know much about chakras, but I feel like all of hers are blocked. Oh God. Uh, like the first <laughs> thing that comes up is like heart chakra. Like that woman is like, take, take, take. And like, no empathy, no compassion. Like it's sad because of her upbringing, but it's like, have some fucking awareness. Like you are a monster. She's a monster. Like I, I can't with her. Like I, she disgusts me a little bit. I don't understand how I someone th- could be like that. I think she might get the boot. I'm getting that vibe that mm. her time is kind of like running out because we see with how she treated Tinsley, like she never really was nice to Tinsley. And now Elise, who was her friend, comes on and she treats her like trash. And then she's basically saying, well, you should be thanking me for getting you on this show. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't be here. And it's like, you could see like an insecurity that she feels like I've had 300 of my girlfriends come on this show as being like my friend and none of them got picked up. None of them got testimonials. None of them got the treatment that Elise is getting, which is honestly shocking considering she's not really bringing much, but I, I feel like she's blocking the show's growth. And in the beginning of the season, her and Leah were going back and forth, but then they had this like weird mother daughter relationship. And over the past few episodes, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like why is that even a thing? Like, mother-daughter relationships shouldn't be happening like casting should be consciously choosing people who are within like a certain age range and I think Leah and Tinsley got along really well because they were close to the same age in the same kind of time in their life and the other ladies just are very much removed from that yeah like Leah made sense when Tinsley was there so now they need like another Leah aged person yeah. And as much as I love Dorinda, a part of me also feels like I don't know if I love Dorinda. I think I used to. I, I used to. Yeah, this this season she's kind of showing a real ugly side. And I know she's finally addressing Richard's death, which I think yeah. was really great that the house up in the Berkshires had that big flood and so she was forced to get rid yeah. of all of his stuff I think that was like super healthy for her and like a release a release that she wasn't willing to do however she's still like I don't know problematic in some ways and just just kind of yeah. a mess like yeah it just gets yeah. too messy and it's not cute and funny like at least Sonia has like Oh, weird levity. Yeah, she's funny. She's not like screaming at people and telling them they're worthless and getting in people's faces. Like she's she's always getting yelled at. Sonia's always getting yelled at. But then like we'll wake up the next morning and bounce back and be like, what? 
nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> I feel like um, Dorinda's life coach is gonna maybe regret labeling himself Dorinda's life coach. <laughs> Wasn't he like a chiropractor? She was like, was he? he does back work, but he also really. Oh, I did. That's funny. Even that, like Dorinda, you can go to therapy. Like it's yeah. not a weakness. You can seek professional help. And that is completely yeah, okay. She's got that pride complex. And it's sad because I think so many people are so fearful of going to therapy because they think it makes them weak or like they can't handle their own problems or they're yeah. not able to. It's like, no, well, sometimes it's not just your problems. It's how you show up in the world and have conversations with like people you love. Totally. And I feel like that's kind of like a cop out. I feel like the real reason most people don't want to go is because they don't want to face their own shit. Well, this is actually a great segue into Vanderpump Rules because <laughs> when I was doing my research, I came across a scene that I had forgotten about, which was James Kennedy and Kristen Doty going to crystal therapy together. And Kristen said, quote, one crystal therapy session is actually scientifically equivalent to 10 therapy sessions. What? Okay, what no. crystal therapist wrote that on their website? And yeah. And now has people believing that. No, here's the thing. Like, no matter what you want to change in your life, it's not like you need to go mind, body, soul, energy. So the mind is going to be the therapy. The body is like, you need to like move your body. You need to like be healthy. Soul is like meditation, yoga, whatever. And then energy is like kind of that chakra work where, and also like visualizing and like knowing what you want and moving your energy towards a specific outcome. So you need to have a combination of all of them. And the mind part is the most important because your thoughts create your emotions, which create your vibration, which creates your energy. So it's like, you got to get the thoughts in the right place. So you would say, yeah, like you can't really start like a mind, body, soul journey without getting to the mind first. Like you can't be like, well, I think actually, yeah. I mean, I'm like debunking myself as I'm saying it, but just because you go to the gym every week doesn't mean anything unless you're like doing the other work outside of the gym. Of course it's a great step, but. Yeah. If you have never gone to therapy, you probably do need to go to therapy. But once you've done that work, like there's other ways to do it, like journaling, reading, um, listening to podcasts, not, not like this one, not this one, this will fuck your brain up. This will put you deep, deeper into therapy. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Like there's different ways to like work the mind, but yeah, I feel like if you've never admitted your shit or like released the words that you've been holding in, then yeah, you got to start there. And it was weird. Like when I first started going to therapy, it was the same kind of thing I was talking about before. Like that fear of like, well, what if, what if they judge me? And then you say like the worst thing you've ever done to a perfect stranger and they just don't care. And they're like, okay. And then we can move on. And then you're like, wait, so you're telling me I could say those same things to like a boyfriend and like, he might not care, or I could say it to my friend or my mom or whomever. And it's like, oh, wait, oh, that's how, exactly. that's how this whole thing works. And that's why this is so beneficial. So yeah. in addition, everybody go get therapy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. And hot tip, James. Oh, yes. Story. Okay. So I was at Sir, I know. Such, <gasps> like, I mean, okay, I'm Canadian. So when you I could kind of tell, I was like hearing yeah. a little accent and I was like, I oh. wonder if she's Canadian. I think we have an accent. <laughs> There's just like, Canadian. I don't know, like, sir, I have like an ear for sound because I listen to podcasts a day. <laughs> funny. So, yeah, so I went to Sir and I was just minding my own business. Actually, no. Okay, so first off, we were like sitting outside. I had no idea who he was. I, at this point, had never watched the show. Oh and um, I don't know, we were kind of sitting outside and then he walked by us and he looked at me and he was like, you're gorgeous. And at the time he had his girlfriend. I didn't know. I didn't know who he was, anything. And then I was like, huh, like some Australian guy just called me gorgeous. <laughs> and my friend, and my friend's like, uh, you don't know who that is. I was like, no. And then he inside I was like standing by the bar and he was DJing and I like was holding a glass of wine I mean my friends were just kind of dancing kind of like beside the bar beside the DJ booth and he grabs my glass of wine from my head and chugs it and I was like are you fucking kidding me and then he bought me another one but (laughs) 
<laughs> that is a classic James Kennedy move. Though. I know, and I had no, and it was just so funny because the next morning my friends were like, "Remember when James Kennedy drank your wine?" I was like, "Who?" I was like, "Oh, the DJ. You know him? Like that's his name? I didn't even know that." And they're like, "Oh my god, he's like famous." <laughs> I mean, that does sound on brand for him. And I mean, he's been kind of getting his shit together. He's been sober for a year at this point. And I'm happy for him. I feel like he is doing some of the work. And him even going to AA and and taking that huge step in his sobriety that we saw on this past season, I think was definitely really important. And also, honestly, inspiring for probably some of the other people on that cast because they all drink so aggressively and yeah. it's frightening. I'm like, I like to have fun. I like to have some cocktails. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not taking 13 shots like at dinner. No. Like, that's, I, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> Eat your dinner, have a cocktail before and maybe share a bottle of wine if you're really trying to like get drunk with your friends oh. like or boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> I know. I feel like just like living that like lifestyle though, it's so common for people to just overdo it it's crazy they think it's normal and that brings you back to like an energy thing of people say like oh you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with because you're literally absorbing their energy and their habits and like transitioning like transitioning into them slowly so it's like if you're constantly like around douchey nightclub people then you are a douchey nightclub person (laughs) and I think like I was actually just talking about this on my last show but James was saying during the reunion that or during the season that he felt like everybody wasn't going to like him anymore because they only knew that side of him. And his girlfriend was like, they like you for you. The things they don't like about you are products of you being wasted. So they like everything else about you, except when you turn into a a nasty, mean drunk. But see, that's probably the same thing with Sonia. So like Sonia thinks that she's validated by people thinking she's funny and people thinking she's outgoing and people think she's wild and crazy because that's what she gets attention for. Yeah. And then so that's what you validate yourself with. And then, I mean, both of them probably kind of think, well, who am I without that? Like, can I still, am I still going to be adored? Are people still going to think I'm funny? Are still people going to want to like hang out with me? Am I still going to be the life of the party? It's like, you feel like a part of you is dying, but it's like, if you actually felt your own validation, then you wouldn't worry about it. Oh, that's really true. And I was actually, it's funny you say that because as we were talking about Sonia, in my head, I was like, oh wait, that's a lot like James Kennedy's same situation. And Mm -hmm. it's sad, but I mean, Vanderpump Rules is full of very questionable people we had Jax Taylor I think it was back in season four actually no maybe it was five or six I can't get any of these seasons (laughs) linked up so you said you're not like knee deep in it but you know like Jax and Brittany oh yeah oh yeah 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 I know (laughs) so once I believe Jax started actively cheating on her and she was like I forgive you he then started seeking non-traditional ways of getting help again rather than just like sitting down and having therapy he was like I think Reiki is going to fix me and I don't know much about Reiki but this Dr. Kelsey was just doing lots of tapping and I didn't know what yeah so that's like I do tapping I do I'm certified in Reiki as well like I'm I 100% believe in that shit think of it this way if you if if there's like a bucket and what like little drops dripping into the bucket right like slowly like a leaky ceiling okay the the water drop goes and then it kind of like you know the kind of like ring goes and it expands Mm -hmm. out so you have to think of like when you clear your energy that's what's happening it's like okay there's like this like little energy vibration happening but then if you clear it it just kind of goes to the side but our habits are repetitive especially if our brain is programmed and our thoughts are programmed in a certain way. So that leaky ceiling isn't stopping. So just because that energy moved to the side for that one drop doesn't mean that the stuff, it's going to keep coming in because you haven't fixed the, re- the leaky ceiling. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know that's like a weird No, and it makes sense. But yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like he's kind of like, 
putting bandages on things yeah. in the moment and being yeah. like, well, I did Reiki for three sessions and I'm right fixed. because there's no, you don't have to like, there's no accountability that has to happen in, in that situation. It's like, you just lay there. Anyone could just lay there. <laughs> and even like the therapist was like a beautiful woman and he was like, so oddly sweet to her and like she'd come to the house and he'd have like frappuccinos and croissants waiting for her at, at one point like he said i love you to her oh my god <laughs> jack like- needs more than therapy jack needs like a brain transplant i was gonna say he needs a full lobotomy because yeah he i think has- he's had a lobotomy by the way he asked me <laughs> <laughs> he is uh he is a whole other species and i think his relationship with britney is really sad this past reunion we saw them trying to figure out you know where they are in their marriage and and what kind of roles they're going to take in one another's lives in terms of like being in a marriage and jack's just is acting in a fool and being an asshole to all his friends. And at one point, Andy Cohen asks Brittany, like, do you know, like, you're going to have to defend him for the rest of your life? And she was like, yeah, well, I signed up for that. And hopefully he's going to change. And, you know, this is just what I signed up for. And it was so heartbreaking to see, like, you think that that's how a healthy relationship is supposed to be, where you're just defending someone's horrific behavior simply because you have a ring on your finger like I understand you have to support your partner but when they're being like blatantly rude to friends like something's got well and they both have like heart chakra wounds and it's like you kind of think of it like as a puzzle like if her heart chakra is like this weird jaggedy mess and his is this other jaggedy mess the two jaggedy messes like find each other and fit together. Like if you're whole, like if your heart is whole and working, you attract someone whose heart is whole and working. So it's like they individually, like she's got work to do too. Like we manifest people in our life based on how we treat ourselves. So if she's being treated that way, I'm wondering how she's actually treating herself because she, like, if you think about it, okay, she can't trust him. He's, he's, he's untrustworthy. So he betrays her trust constantly, but then she goes and betrays her own trust by saying, no, I'm a strong, independent woman. No, I'm, but then betraying her trust and doing something that's misaligned with that by getting back together with him. So it's like, they both are, it's like, she needs to heal too. And it's like, yeah, is he like a total dick? And like the one who's going to be the obvious person who needs to heal hundred percent, but she attracted that and said, yes. Totally. To that. So it's yeah, like, there's like, both. there's a cognitive like dissonance with her where she's like, I will never let him do this again to me. And I will never, and that, 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 and I will never, and he will never treat me this, 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 this. And it's yeah. like, no, but you, actively chose to be with him after you've seen one like seasons of him acting this way and so you're going to be strong now and then you know a year into the marriage when you got what you wanted you got the wedding you got the man and now you're kind of realizing like oh wait that whole strong independent woman thing is is kind of a farce and was just something I was saying to make people think I was strong exactly they've both broken promises to themselves and to each other. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, they're a mess, but... Yeah. (laughs) 
we also have Stassi who mm-hmm. after her and Bo started getting together and she started having like a drunken rampage freak out on him at her birthday party. I think it was her 30th birthday. It was like, it's always so funny when you like rewatch old episodes of Vanderpump Rules because, or like clips because they're always in costume. This one, she was wearing like, a white wig and was just freaking out on him. I over, love when over people- nothing. I love when people fight in costumes. Like, it's probably my favorite thing. I remember, like, when I I worked in an office, like, my boss and, like, the graphic designer got in, like, a fight. Like, they were, like, in each other's faces. And, like, one of them was dressed up as Luke Skywalker and one of them was dressed up as a cowboy. And I was like, this is awesome. You can't even take anything anybody's saying seriously in that kind of fight because it's like, what is happening? Luke. Uh, (laughs) the force is not with you (laughs) so yeah it was like two seasons ago and Stassi and Katie ended up going to visit some witch to exercise her demons and I kind of found it to be just so performative I think a lot of these actions are for viewers and even for the people themselves to feel like oh wow I saw this witch and now my demons are gone it's like, is that how quickly demons go away? One appointment? Because I'll hire a witch. I'll find I one. Mean, yeah. go to, I'll I, go know, to I, almost, I almost feel bad for these healers because it's like, they're like, oh, this is going to be like such a big break for me. And then they go on these shows and it's almost like making fun of it because it's like just used so out of context and like, I don't know. It's just, I I always think that like there's other, oh, when they had, for example, when Teddy and Kyle have their couples counseling. Oh my god, the couples counseling. Um, but or, or maybe yeah, so maybe it wasn't one of them because there was an earlier episode of I think it was Beverly Hills where they did like a hypnosis session. I, I think it was Kyle. And she was just so immature, like laughing and giggling. And like you could tell the guy was like, hey, like take this seriously. Like sometimes I'm just like, you guys like grow up. Like if you really like want to experience this work, be an adult about it. But yeah, I mean like to your point, they're you using it as a band-aid and like not willing to face your own shit and then just trying to like it's just not the right this thing. witch is gonna exercise my demons and yeah. make Bo want to marry me no I mean it, it, it worked <laughs> but work I feel like that demon should have really been targeting other things that she was thinking and doing yes. not just being a psycho to her boyfriend at the time I feel like definitely could have yes. been a couple other targets <laughs> yes and now she's birthing a new Stassi into the world. (laughs) A little girl. I mean, that baby is going to be so beautiful. And her bump is so cute. She's like, I keep seeing her in these cute little dresses. And and I, you know, I I, I feel for Stassi because I feel like she kind of got blindsided by all of this where she like really was like, wait, I'm racist? Who knew? But then when you do look at like a track record of racially insensitive behavior, it's, it's not good. Yeah, like, I don't believe in cancel culture. I think it's kind of insane. Like, how can anyone grow when they aren't given another chance? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, she was raised in a society where unfortunately that's, this is the case. Like, this is where we're all at. And like, yes, should she fucking do better? 100%. But um, a lot of people haven't had the tools nor have they understood, nor have they been taught about anything like the truth of what's gone on in this world. And to not understand that now we have the tools. I want to see her doing the work. Like I was pissed off her, like little, whoever her PR person is fucking idiot. Like, no, like not once did she say I'm doing the work. What she should have done has been like, this is the book I'm reading. Let's all do this together. I want to fucking get better. I want to understand this more. I want to understand, like, I want to heal or I want to like apologize. I want to heal. I want to do what I can. I have a big platform. I'm going to use my voice to help educate people on systemic racism and allyship and all this stuff. That's what I wanted to see. Do I think she should have been canceled because she didn't? No, I think she just needs to fire her PR person. (laughs) And the whole thing was kind of upsetting because, you know, the internet is going crazy. She's fired from the show and all she does is post a photo of her with like a baby OOTD onesie and just completely disregards everything. And like you said, at least a statement that says, hey, I hear you. 
I see the comments. I see the articles. I see the podcasts. I'm trying my best. And yeah, I'm reading and I'm trying to figure out where my white privilege has blinded me. Yeah. If it was a little bit of honesty, I think people could understand that because frankly, like as a white girl, like I don't have those conversations with other white people. Like you don't consider privilege because you're not seeing it. And that's in itself a privilege. And And now we, and now we do, and now we can, but before we, it was just something that unfortunately wasn't like mainstream knowledge. Exactly. And it's just, it's upsetting that everything has like gone to shit for her. And I get why. And like, yeah, when you act a fool, you need to be fired. Like when you're being inappropriate, like you don't get second chances and she's had second, third, fourth, fifth, but she'll bounce back. And I've said it on this show a thousand times, like people and, and there's, there's cancel culture, but there's also like her network, her podcast network, like deleted her from podcast apps. Like, I don't know. Like I found like it to be very like abrupt and I felt kind of bad for her. Everyone was just trying to cover their own asses. Like no one really knew, like everyone was like, okay, am I going to get canceled? Like, like everyone's just delete, delete, delete. What do I do? Right. Like, so yeah, I mean, I feel like she, she will bounce back. And I, yeah, I mean, actually, I think you're right that she should have been fired because it's not like this was like the first stupid fucking rude thing she's done. This was like a long string of things, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that when you see the comments people are leaving on people's, it's just like, oh my gosh, like, no, like it is not okay to spew hate online because someone made this horrible mistake. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I mean, you can't win. And the people online are psycho like i had people in my dms asking me and telling me why aren't you posting about this why aren't you reaching out to bravo directly to get her fired and i'm like because i have a full-time job and i do this podcast like what what like what in what world am i starting petitions to get someone fired if they're gonna fire her they're gonna fire her they're not it's like public outcry can only do so much and if public outcry really worked you know bravo would have fired Jax. bravo would have fired kelly dodd from oc like yeah. It's so, so I actually people. had um I had Billy Lee on my podcast. Oh, love her. Actually went live today. But yeah, she we were kind of talking about the same thing. Like he's done to me. These are the things he said to me and like oh just because trans lives matter isn't trending right now then he's not getting fired. I mean and I 100% agree with her. Like that's but they treated her so poorly on that show. Like and it was unfortunate yeah. because you know that Lisa Vanderpump, who is like an uber master manipulator, put yeah. her on the show as like a diversity hire, someone who yeah. can not fit into the mold of the, yeah. you know, whitewashed straight cast. And yeah. yet they did it so poorly. And then you kind of realize like the faults within the people on this show where, you know, they're having like the girls' night and they don't invite the one trans girl. And yeah. It just was, it was hard to watch. And even Lala speaking down to her and, you know, Jack's talking down to her and people, you know, just asking insensitive questions. It's just, it's kind of hard to kind of digest that. Yeah. Jax was like really horrible to her. So yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a fucking loser. Like I just don't get why anyone wants to like, I just don't get it. Well, he blocked me on Instagram like two years ago for, I don't even know why. Like I tagged him in something from this show and I probably- What a loser. Right. The lamest thing of all is that I guess he unblocked me like two weeks ago because all of a sudden I'm seeing his stuff come up on my feed again and I'm- Ah, that's so funny. He's probably like, I need to get in people's good books right now. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to start unblocking, you know, open my heart up again. Well, to end the show, we have to talk about probably the most iconic thing that has happened on The Royal Housewives. One of the most iconic dinners, I would say, which was the dinner party from hell from season one of The Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills, where Camille Grammer had all the ladies over to her beautiful Malibu mansion, and they had Alison Dubois, who is the psychic medium, come to the dinner to read all of the ladies. And I I shouldn't even say all of the ladies. I should mainly say... Poor Kyle Richards. <laughs> She's not my favorite. Kyle is not my fave, but I felt so bad for her at that dinner. Honestly, she fucking asked for it though. She was being so immature. 
I mean, okay, so what happened? That exactly is, that brings up exactly what you were saying, where people, like, treat them like shit, and because they're like, ha ha, this is a joke, and it's like, no, this is their job. Yes, so first issue was Camille called out Faye for being in Playboy, and that was a twat move by Camille, like, unnecessarily, (laughs) like, why would you do that? You are also in Playboy. And then Kyle was pissed off, so then Kyle had her back up a little bit, wanted to insult them in some way. So she kept pushing. She kept being like, oh, 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 what? You can't just like tell me one thing. Well, why can't you just tell me one thing? Oh, you like think you need to like be paid to tell me one thing. Like things like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? She's like, and I would do the same thing. Like if someone, well, no, I wouldn't. But I do, (laughs) but I do know like people who are like psychics or I know a lot of friends that are astrologers and it's like, that's work. Like it is, work. It's not, I don't know if you're an accountant and you're like at dinner or someone and they're like, Hey, could you just real quick do my taxes? Like they're really like, no fucking having a good time. Like leave me alone. And then, you know what I mean? So I feel like that was kind of it, but what she said was very rude. So she obviously told Kyle that Maurizio would never satisfy her emotionally. Emotionally fulfill her. No, emotionally that. fulfill her. <laughs> and then Camille afterwards made a comment like, Oh, Maurizio really loves women or like something like that which was never really brought up and it's funny because all the Maurizio cheating rumors actually no they did bring it up once well they brought it up like probably season three or four when yeah 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 yeah. supposedly cheating and then that's when Vanderpump put like the tabloids in or Vanderpump suggested that Brandy bring the tabloids bring the tabloids and then Vanderpump brought it up in front of Portia yeah idiot so inappropriate Um, just like looking to start a fight totally but yeah i mean that dubois chick and her electronic cigarette was just terrifying she was she had like a seriously dark demonic energy (laughs) and it was crazy because after that appearance on television like she was never no tv again and i like know other podcasters who have like reached out to her and been like hey will you come on my show and she is like absolutely not like you don't even understand how damaging that was to my rep oh yeah she only has seven thousand nine (laughs) hundred and nine followers you guys, let's get her to 10,000 so she could swipe up. You know what? I bet she would come on my podcast because we talk about spiritual stuff. And I don't You should to- angle it like that and be like, <laughs> I, I should. I watched the show Medium. I, yeah, I- we're doing an episode about psychic mediums. And I watched the show Medium and you're so inspiring. And like, let's do this. So I feel like you could never even say Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You have to like, no, I'll, not I'll until ta- she's on air. I'll yeah. take your name off this episode until you lock her in. You got to get. Get the hour in and then I'll release this. And then bring it on the episode. Oh my God. So what do you think about Kyle Richards? I mean, that was just difficult to watch. You know, the e-cig was one thing. And that was also before like e-cigs were everywhere. And it was like, it wasn't like a jewel now where it's like clearly like a little USB you're smoking. It was like a real fake looking cigarette. And And just the way that she was doing it, it was like so gross just like so gross oh god she was so gross oh so gross. well there was a lot of interesting things that have come from beverly hills because i think la is very willing and open to you know spirituality and we had carlton who was a wiccan or a witch well mm-hmm. she was wiccan yeah she was funky that girl i can't with carlton like i i blocked that out actually yeah i tried to repress that for a while but i did a rewatch and then i got back to her and i was like i know but yeah i mean i'm not a wiccan i do know uh i think only actually one person that is um but yeah i mean like it is a real thing and people are into it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the person that I know that is a Wiccan like she's doesn't have that dark energy like S&M vibe like (laughs) I mean yeah Carlton was definitely an interesting choice and she was just so different from the other ladies that it seemed like odd casting and I understand that they maybe wanted some shock value yeah like it was also that's another another example of it almost like them making like making it like a novelty 
Totally. Yeah, but like, it's like no, this is her two life. seasons, or was it only one? I think she might have just been one. Once she started, once her and Kyle started fighting, and she called Kyle. Did she call Kyle anti-Semitic, or did Kyle call it Kyle? No, she she called Kyle anti-Semitic, or no, Kyle called her. Yes, Kyle yeah, called yeah, her yeah, anti-Semitic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> The fights on these shows are so ridiculous. It's like she didn't do anything anti-Semitic, but but okay, Kyle. I just don't like just in general, like I can't imagine. It's just like, but so I've like talked to some people who've like been at parties where like the real housewives are there, and they're literally like, No, it's like a fight to be on camera. It's like literally like so much ego of like, I need to make sure I look good and by making other people look bad, that makes me look good. Because if they're trying to make me look bad, I need to make them look worse. And I feel like that's what's going on with Denise right now. And I feel so fucking bad for her. I am with you on that. So bad because they're like, oh, Denise is making us look like bad parents. No, she's fucking not. Like, she was not doing that. She just, whatever. Like, maybe she overreacted. Her daughters didn't seem that upset. But I also kind of get it. Denise Richards sacral chakra Denise Richards holds on to so much Mm. guilt and shame around her past yeah yeah that's what it is it's like she holds on to so much guilt and shame and then she's still kind of in it like she still kind of is in like weird sex phase and like you know what I mean is still doing kind of like she still kind of is that person that she wishes she was no longer and that she wishes totally. she could cover up the person from her past and so it I feel like she was very triggered that her friend's parents, who she probably feels insecure around, she probably feels like, oh, they're so wholesome. And I'm like this ex is embarrassed around her, her kids, friends, parents, sorry, kids, friends, parents. That's what I meant. So, so yeah. So then when her kids, friends are there and that's going on, then she has all this old shame and guilt. And then she inflicts that on them and then they get defensive and like destroy her fucking life. Yeah, I kind of find the ganging up on her to be kind of unfair. And I don't understand why everybody's so confused about how a woman like might enjoy having threesomes and going to strip bars and getting happy endings, but also like not wanting to have those conversations in front of your kid. Like they're right? different things. Like you can exactly. enjoy all of those things no shame in your game. And I co-sign all of that. Good for you guys. But to then turn it around and make it seem like she's mom shaming the others when had that been Kyle's family at that barbecue, you would have seen Kyle have the exact same reaction, if not more aggressive and upset about what was going on. Yeah. So annoying. I mean, but Denise Richards, I guess if you kind of look at it, like, you know, she went from Charlie Sheen, who is completely unhinged, to Aaron, who is, you know, this energy healer. Like, maybe she kind of felt like being with a man like Aaron would kind of cure her. And so he works at a frequency therapy center called Q360, which... I found online. It stands for quantum energy field. This field is universal. It is the field where we all share an interconnectedness and an interrelatedness. It is a field that that both responds to consciousness and emits a universal field of conscious, informed, and intelligent energy. At the level of mind and spirit, Q360 uses this field to create balance and health with sound therapy and light therapy. What do you feel about this? I 100% fucking believe it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I explain. Explain to the simple-minded like, folk me. Well, it's so similar to what I was saying. Like, we are all energy. Like, if our energy can change and if we're, like, working – obviously, you still need to be working on the mindset. You still need to be doing the other stuff. But if if um, I – and, like, physical pain, illness, like – all of that stuff is caused by our vibration. So if you can change the vibration, then I do think that you can change your physical state hundred fucking percent. So I'm for it. I'm for it. I feel like I have to go to Los Angeles and <laughs> get like some frequency work done by Aaron. But I'm like a psycho and I like read a lot about like quantum physics and how it relates to reality. And like, there's actually, I haven't fully like, like taken a leap into it yet but there is apparently like the CIA like released some documents on manifestation and like energy work and how like 
energy mm-hmm. work and how our energy is literally everything. Um, but yeah, because of like big pharma and like things like that, like people like literally, I hundred percent believe that like big pharma doesn't want people to know that the pills are not the answer. And I mean, there's a yeah, time and place for most definitely the truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, there's a time and place for Western medicine, hundred percent. But I feel like there's a lot of room for new modalities. Like, I don't know if this fucking thing that Aaron does works, but I'd be totally interested in trying it. Like, and I think like just hearing about what it is, like, I'm like, to me and everything I know about like quantum energy and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like, yeah, like I could see how that would work, but yeah, I mean, I don't fucking, I don't, I'm not a scientist, so we'll see. (laughs) Do you have any books that you would kind of suggest for any people who are kind of like trying to get into this chakra work, AKA Mm -hmm. when I say anybody, I'm, I'm talking about myself. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So, so the, honestly, like one of the first books that I read about it was like a super easy read and uh, it was a Deepak Chopra book and it's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Yoga. And it Dude, goes, my to- mom has told me to read that. So oh, really? And she's going to, when I go back into the living room and I'm like, ah, I just got this new book on Amazon. <laughs> she's going to be like, do you listen to me? No. And then there's like a bigger book that's more of like a chakra handbook that's called Wheels of Life. But I would suggest like the conceptually, like if you're new to this kind of stuff, then I would read the Deepak. Oh, well, this was so amazing. Amber Lee, thank you so much for coming on. This was such thank a you. joyful episode. I, I feel like I've learned Yay. so much. Yay. <laughs> thank <laughs> well, you for having me. Where can people find you, follow you and listen to your amazing podcast? Yes. So Instagram is at chakra girl co C H A K R A girl and then C O and podcast is, you know, everywhere and it's called chakra girl radio and my uh, website is chakragirlco.com. Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a blast and I can't wait for everybody to hear it.